Amen. Amen. Hey, no matter what's happening out there, what's happening in here and what's happening in here, I'm telling you, make all the difference and change this world. I mean, I, just let the gospel work out of you. It's there. And I'm going to talk about that this morning. But without further ado, Pastor Barb, thank you so much for allowing me to, to speak this morning. I'm going to bring you a Father's Day message this morning that I hope will just help everybody. I don't want this to just be targeted towards men. I want this to be targeted towards the family. The family. I've heard a lot in the media recently about how the system is broken. You ever heard that out there, right? The system is broken, and it's, 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 it's making people not be able to rise up. But I'm going to bring you such an encouraging word this morning because one thing I know, I looked up the statistic, and it, it, the statistic is a published statistic. Yeah, one of those. You get up here. You see how easy it is. Um, but it's a published uh, statistic, and it says here, it says as many as 25% of children in the United States live in households without, with a mother alone. That's over 18 million children who do not have a father figure in the home. And I could be speaking to many of you this morning, and you go, I, you know, I have kids at home, and they don't have, the father's not in the home, and all that stuff. We're going we're gonna to let go of all that. Because I'm going to give you such a message that's going to help you understand how complete you are as a mother, as a father, and it's already done. It's already in you. It's already ingrained in you. It's already there. It's yet to be discovered in many of our lives, but it's there. And those of you who were raised without a father, hear this. That father that raised you was a complete father. And I'm, I'm saying that in accordance with God's word, not necessarily what he did. You are not a product of what has happened to you. You are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. What are those strongholds? Those strongholds are the things that are causing you to think about yourself and about others in a way that is not in a completed way, completed in Christ. And when, when you can begin to understand how complete you are, regardless of your track record, you got to let that stuff go. That's all in the past. You're not going to go back and fix one iota of that. Get that all under the blood of Jesus, and I hope you'll take this message, and I hope you'll apply it to your life, because the moment you can realize how complete you are in Christ to do all the things that God is calling you to do, as a father, as a husband, as a child, you know, and some of you are grown children like I am, right? You still got your dad and all that kind of stuff. But what I'm here to tell you, it's not about what he did or he didn't do. It's about your realization about the completeness of you and the completeness of him, regardless of the track record. If we were all held accountable for what we did, okay, so, so we just, we put you in a world where you're on 24-7 live camera, okay? Wouldn't be pretty, would it? Wouldn't be pretty for me. It wouldn't be pretty for you. I know you got some dignified people in the room here. But here's what I know. No matter what I did, no matter who I did it with, no matter how good or how bad I was, it still doesn't measure up to the completeness of who I am in Jesus Christ. And when you can grab a hold of that, 
you can become glad, and hear this by the Spirit of God, you can become glad not that you just know God, you know, like that he's God. But I want to take it a step further. You can become glad that you know that you know your father. It's not just about knowing my father. It's that I know that I know my father in heaven. And when you can know that, everything comes to a whole nother spiritual level now. Because if you're walking, like I said, just being a good person, you know, taking your kids to Chuck E. Cheese and, you know, doing all the stuff that a, you know, a parent would do, and you're just living in that natural world, I promise you that is not enough. Even if you're a father away from your children right now, I'm speaking to you as a whole father this morning, complete in Christ. The, the, the fullness of Christ and being a father already ingrained in you and asking you to come to that level. Mothers, wives out here. I didn't say this in the first uh, uh, sermon this morning, but I'm going to say it now because I'm convicted by God to do it. Be encouraging to your, your man. You, you'll never know how dependent we are because you're a complete woman. You're a complete uh, wife, you're, co you're complete. And without that completeness, you won't be who you need to be for your husband, and therefore your husband can't be who he needs to be for you. But if the both of you just come into agreement and say, I am a complete wife, I am a complete husband, and we are complete fathers and mothers in our household, and we each have a role to play here, I promise you, you won't be worried about what the system can do for you. You'll be focused on your family and holding that family together. And as for this house, we are going to serve the Lord in our inadequacies, in our fears, in our doubts, and all the things that are going to happen, all the things that are good and bad and indifferent. I'm still going to be a representative of Christ in me, a brand new creation in him. And I'll tell you, when you grab a hold of that, there is no race in that. There is no gender in that. There is only completeness in who I am in Christ. And I can't change the way God made me. It doesn't mean I'll realize it all. It doesn't mean that I'll manifest it all, but I can't change the way God made me. I am complete in him. And when you can start to grab a hold of that as a father, and, and today we're, we're honoring fathers. We want fathers to become all they're called to be. Do I have any women in the house this morning that would say amen? amen. But men, we can't be the ones kicking and screaming to go to church. We need to take our rightful position in our home and be the spiritual leader in our home and become more than what we are today. Men today are, are more, uh, it's more focused on what I can accomplish and how much money I can make and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And that puts a lot of pressure on a man to do that. As I grew up, I grew up in a, in a generation that men weren't allowed to have their feelings. Men weren't allowed to, you know, uh, say, this is too much and I need to talk to somebody or what. It was recognized as I was growing up as, as a young man that, listen, you don't ask for help. But I'm here to tell you that you have been empowered with the helper, the big one, the, the guy way up there. 
but he's chosen to come and live inside of you. Some of you haven't come to that realization yet. Some of you are still trying to figure your way out through your life, and how do I become a good father? Well, I'll get a good book, or I'll do this, or I'll do that, but you haven't really known that you know your father. You know your father, but when circumstances come, do you know that you know him? Do you know that? Some of you could look at me and you could say, well, you know, you had a great life, you know, and, and you, you, you were born with a silver spoon in your, in your mouth, Pastor Paul, but I wasn't. I didn't have a father in my house. I never had a father in my house. And, you know, as a young man, I used to look at that and think it was my fault. And if I had a raise of hands to those who grew up without a father, you probably felt that same shame. You probably felt that same feeling that maybe there was something I could have done differently. I can remember as a child laying in bed and fervently praying that my parents would come back together. Praying, God, I mean, come on. I mean, just can't we all just come back together as a family? But there was no opportunity for that to happen because at that time, my father had a toolbox that was about this big. And sometimes that's all you got. You got a screwdriver and a hammer. That's all you got. You don't have the, you know, the snap-on, you know, roll-out thing and all of the tools that go with that. And so when you look at your father... Don't look at your father as what he did or he didn't do. Look at your father in a complete way and say, you know what? He didn't have all the tools in his toolbox. And that's okay. That's okay. You're still here. You as a man, whether you have children, you don't have children, you will have children in the future, you've got to restart now. Like even if you have kids, even if your kids are 50 years old now, you can restart with that. I'm complete. No matter what that child has done to you, right? They, they can be, you know. Sometimes you just want to get in the flesh and you just, you know, don't get in the flesh, but you know what I'm talking about. Especially when they get to be adults and so on and so forth and they start living their own lives and you go, oh my gosh, and all they want to do is come back when they what? When they need something, right? Even in all of that, you have to see that child as complete in Christ. You have to nurture the completeness of who that child is because I promise you, you don't even, it would blow your mind if God could just give you a download right now as to what you are. I mean, it would just blow your mind. You'd be like, wow, you know, I've been going through life and, you know, it's been difficult, it's been hard and all of that stuff. And I'm going to read a scripture in a little bit here that's going to talk about our need to suffer. But the suffering isn't suffering like we think, like I don't have enough money to pay rent. The suffering is, is that we keep talking ourselves out of who we are as men and as women of God, complete in the finished work of Christ. Let me read this scripture for you. 1 Peter 1, verse 2. It says, God the Father knew you and chose you a long time ago. I would say before there was a before. And his spirit has made you what? Holy. Who's holy? Well, God's holy, but his spirit made who else holy? You holy. Well, to be holy would mean I'm complete now. 
I'm, I'm, I've got everything. I'm, if you've ever bought a new car, you know, and you, you could get the one with no options or you could get the one with all the options. I'm talking about the, the stereo. I'm talking about the, the leather seats. I'm talking about stuff, the technology in the car you'll never even turn on. That kind of completeness. But that's how God's made you, and that's what the holiness is about. But without Christ, you are not holy. You don't have this supernatural empowerment to become who God has called you to become. And it says, as a result, don't you love God's results? So this is the result, which means this is the finished work. This is it. It says that you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more and more and more and more what? Grace. Because you ain't going to make it by yourself. You know what? Without the grace of God, there's no need for Christ. There is none. But yet most of us don't apply the grace of God to who God has already made us to be a long time ago. Before there was a before, before the problem happened, before the divorce happened, before you said the wrong thing, did the wrong thing. Before that, he already knew who you already were. And as a man of God, I am challenging every man in here, whether you have a child or you don't, because how many people know that if there's 25% of all the kids don't have a father, that there's an opportunity for you to get involved? We need mentorship. I've never seen an age like we're in right now where we take older people and we put them away. Do you realize the wisdom that's sitting in that person? Live their whole life to make the life that you have right now? And instead of taking and caring for that father or that mother, we send them to the nursing home. We send them here. We send them there. I can't be bothered. Bible says you to honor your, mo- your father and your mother, and if you do, you'll have a long life, a long, satisfying life. And I'm not here to condemn anybody. I'm here to encourage you because no matter what you've done in the past, you can make all that stuff brand new and right. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll go as far as to say this. To be holy, like, like that scripture talks about, to be holy or to be complete in Christ is going to be a daily probably multiple times a day, to remind yourself of who you are. Complete. Romans 8, 15 through 17, it says, So you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you have received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, Daddy, right? Very intimate, very, very close, you know, very, very, um, well, intimate. And it says, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm. So this is like a final deal. This is it. To affirm that we are God's children. So his spirit comes into our lives. And it awakens all of who God made you to become. But if you're not careful, again, the fight is not in whether you're going to win or lose out here. It's going to be whether you win or lose in here. In here. 
where God's Spirit has already affirmed that you were God's children. And since we are his children, we are his what? His heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's you got to hear this. Most of the time we just read through the Bible and it's like we don't catch this stuff. But it says right here, with Christ we are heirs of God's glory. So just think how glorious God is. Think about how sometimes you may disqualify yourself from that. And how you'd want to separate yourself. Oh, I don't know, you know, I, to receive God's glory. Well, that's, that's why Christ came. You're adopted. His spirit now lives inside of you. The glory of God live, lives on the inside of you. You are now a vessel of God's glory. And the more you discover about how glorious God is, the more dis you discover how that glory works in and through your life. You see, God's given you everything that pertains to life and to godliness. Everything. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. And I want to challenge you men Take your rightful positions in your home. Some of you men um, are caretakers for your parents and so on and so forth. Take your rightful position, but also honor your father. Honor your mother. You're not honoring what they did or didn't do. You're honoring the completeness of who they are. Imagine how if you began to nurture that how that would empower that person to become all that God wanted them to be. Women, speak kindness over your men. I heard that laugh, sir. <laughs> if there is to be a king in the household, there is to be a, there you go. So men, you, men, it's not just about you being the king. It's about her being the queen. Each playing their own role in that household. I can tell you as a young man, I had no sense of direction for my life, no purpose for my life. I honestly thought that I would get a job at General Motors. We came from a General Motors town. It's closed now, praise the Lord. It's got trees growing in the parking lot. Um, but I thought I'd get a job there. I'd get married, have a couple kids, get divorced. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. But I promise you, if I, if I walked around and had some private conversation with some of the men in this room, you had a similar plan. Like, I want to have the babies, but <laughs> whoa, wait a second. But that's the life that I knew. That's the life that I grew up in. That's, that's just the way it was. You know, you could have the babies and you go and, and go live your own life. And, you know, wherever it goes from there, it goes from there. But I want to say this. I would not be standing here today without my father. Most of you know who my dad is. And he prayed. He prayed. He, he wasn't there. He, he didn't do the things he could have done in the household and so on and so forth. But he prayed. And the prayers of a righteous man availeth a lot. A lot. And that a lot, I'm, I'm here to tell you, is already in you. It's already there. The fullness of you being that mother, the fullness of you being that father, the fullness of, of who you're going to become in this life. It's already there. It's already imprinted there. It's, it's there, ready to go. But without those prayers, I would not be standing here today. 
My dad had a very difficult time. He served uh, two terms in Vietnam and did some really bad things, had to, to survive. And that really affected him. And my mom told me when he came back, he just wasn't the same person. So again, here my dad is, doesn't even have the hammer. He just has the screwdriver and doesn't even have the toolbox. So he's just going to walk around going like this his whole life, right? As a child, it's hard to accept that, okay? It's very difficult to accept that because I, I'm like, he's, he's spiritual, he knows God, but things are not working, and it's difficult for me to understand that, and why are you doing this, and gosh, it doesn't make any sense, and I'd go to his house, he wouldn't have furniture in the house, we'd have to sleep on the floor. I, you know, we, we, we'd go to his house, he wouldn't have food in the cupboards, we'd go over to the grocery store, he'd spend the last $25 he had, and then beg my mom for money on the way out, to, you know, when, when she come pick us up. It's a lot of pressure on a kid to, to go through that. But what I do know is, is that he kept praying. See, the completeness of who he was was still there. And it still is there. It's still there. And those prayers, I'm not kidding you, I was, I, I was not interested in serving God for those reasons. I thought it was all about poverty and all kinds of stuff, and it didn't make any sense. And how could a father, you know, not support his kids? And I mean, a million excuses. Not seeing the completeness of who God created my dad to be. But out of that complete place, he was praying earnestly for his kids. And I woke up one morning, lost as a goose in a snowstorm. I heard the voice of God. And it said, quit your job and move to Delavan, Wisconsin. It's about 35 minutes from where I was living. I literally got up and quit my job, uh, told my roommate that I was leaving, and he said, thank God. <laughs> I threw my five outfits in my car, had $150 in cash in my pocket, and drove to Delavan, Wisconsin. I got there at about 11, 11.30 in the morning. I knew one person there. One person. I knew Dave Helverson. Dave Helverson was a man of God. A man of God. And he knew my dad. I remember not knowing exactly where his house was. I'd only been there a few times. And I remember going to that door in the middle of the day. Who thinks anybody's going to be home in the middle of the day? And I knocked on that door, and Dave opened that door. And I've never been the same again. I tell you all that to remind you that the completeness of who you are as a father and who you are as a mother, who your children are, is already complete. And that completeness, if you will get up every day and say, I am complete in Christ, all of the mishaps, all of the dumb things you did and said, and the emotions that can rage in a home, right? I mean, am I being real? Oh, you guys don't yell at your kids. You guys, you guys just love your kids, right? They don't yell back at you neither, right? Yeah, I'm sure of that. But in spite of all of that, guess what? I'm complete. You're complete. And you could get up every day 
under every challenge and under every circumstance that you will ever face in a family dynamic, you could get up every day and, and remind yourself that you are complete. And guess what? Your wife is complete. Your ex-wife is complete. Your ex-husband is complete. Your child, yeah, I know, it's funny. It, it sounds weird. You're like, no, you don't know these people, Pastor Paul. <laughs> Let me just tell you right now, they are not complete. I could say the same thing about my dad. And I could have missed everything. If you're going to operate based on your right and their wrong, you're already losing the battle. Because completeness is founded on what? Truth. And it's a truth that will make you free. And I'm telling you, the battle is in your ability to accept the completeness of who you are in your family and in your household. Galatians 4, 1 through 7. He says, think of it this way. If a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not much better off than slaves until they grow up. You know, with the states, you got to wait till you're a certain age, right, to get the goods, right? It says, even though they actually own everything the father had. They have to obey their guardians until they reach whatever age their father set. And that's the way it was with us before we came to Christ. We were like children. We were like slaves to the basic simple principles of this world. But when the right time came, everybody say the right time. God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law, that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Heir of what? His glory, right? His completed work. His, hey, no, you're not what happened to you. Hey, you're mighty in God for the pulling down of these strongholds. You can do everything because Christ strengthens you to do it. And you can become something you never thought was possible. But where things are impossible with man, they are possible with God. Everything is possible in him. If you'll just turn your mind to the completed, finished work of Christ that was there before, there was a before, before the divorce, before the bad thing happened, before anything ever occurred, God already knew who you were, and he's trying to help you understand more and more and more, turn you closer and closer to understanding who you are in Christ, and the authority and the power that you have. I want you to think about this for a second. Whatever life you have created in this moment, whatever it is, you created that. You created it. And if you can create this outcome, you can create any other outcome. All you have to do is develop enough awareness of what's not working in my life, what's missing, what's broken, and no longer identify with those things and begin to identify with the complete work in your heart, already built in, already ready to go, and just put your faith out there to receive it. 
If you're trying to understand your relationship with God, you're never going to get there. You can't use your human mind. You can't use your human reasoning because it's going to look back to the way things are. It's going to tell you, no, I know that's what the Bible says, but maybe you're misunderstanding that. Maybe it's not what it, that's what it really means. I, if I had a nickel for every time someone told me that they don't understand the word of God, I'd be a multimillionaire. I'm here to tell you that if you'll sit down and read the Bible and take it for what it says, I'm telling you that you, you'll understand that. Your mind won't comprehend it because you've already talked yourself out of it. You're already where I was, you know. I'm going to get a job at GM, get married, have some kids, get a divorce. That, that, was, that was what was going to happen. But God has a different plan for you. On Wednesdays, I'm doing the series on really understanding how your purpose will sanctify you. I encourage you, get online and watch that because without a purpose, what do you have your life, what are you pouring your life into? What is the purpose of having a walk with God if you don't have a purpose? But the moment you have a purpose, the moment you can say, I'm going to be the best father I can be, and I'm going to walk in the finished work of Christ here, I'm going to have faith to believe that the things that I do that I shouldn't do, that I'm going to learn not to do those things. But in the meantime, I'm going to depend on God's grace to smooth all this out. You see what I mean? It's already complete. You're already complete. And if you'll learn how to walk in that, you'll learn to walk in God's goodness and favor all the days of your life. You will have nothing missing and nothing broken in your life. That's the way God wants it to be. And you know what? You don't have to make it by a mile. You can make it by the skin of your teeth. Praise the Lord. The result's the same. Don't get caught up in the way things are right now. One thing I know about right now is everything subject to change. Everything. But if I can really discover who I am in Christ and the completeness of that, that's never subject to change. Like I say, I may not achieve all of that in my lifetime. But I'm telling you, there is a higher place in Christ that God has made a way inside of you through Jesus living in your heart, through the Holy Spirit living in, your, in you. You've got the greatest force that God has ever, could ever become living and abiding on the inside of you. How many people know God is complete? You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 13, 11 through 13. This is, this is just phenomenal. It says, when I was a child, I spoke and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfect, imperfect, uh, joy, unperfectly, let's say it that way, imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely just as God now knows me completely. How many people in here want to know themselves the way God knows them? I'm telling you, it's, it's there to discover. It's there to Peel back those layers and to begin to see this incredible nature of God that's on the inside of you. 
Because it's, it's very clear in here. It's talking about as a child, I behaved like a child. I thought like a child. I did things like a child. How many people know that when you're a child, you're going to do dumb stuff? Right? You got to learn. You got to grow from that stuff. And you see some people who get stuck in the struggle. Hear this by the Spirit of God. You get stuck in the struggle when you've been empowered to go and become the mature Christian that God's calling you to become. Whenever you run into a situation in your family, men of God, fathers, when you run into a situation that you can't handle, trust me, it's in you to figure it out. It's in you to, to develop yourself in a way that would not otherwise be possible without the struggle. You'll never have a testimony without a Life is all about struggle. Life is all about understanding who I am through that struggle. And the more you can understand that the struggle is not there to stop you, it's not there to prevent you from becoming everything God's created you to become, it's there to perfect you to become all that God has already ordained you to become. Some of you are still waiting for permission, someone to tell you that it's okay to be successful, okay to be a good father, okay to, to do whatever. I'm here to tell you, you don't need anyone's permission to do any of those things. You just have to have the faith to believe in the finished work of Christ, the complete work of Christ that you've already been equipped with and pursue that with your life. Do it as if you were doing it as unto God. When you see that child that's misbehaving and not doing the right things and you're feeling like a failure as a parent or whatever, no, you're not a failure. The circumstance is a failure, but that's not you and that's not that child. You are not the failure. You are incredibly anointed and equipped to overcome. I promise you, just like the scripture says right here, that it says, all that I know now is partial, no matter how far you're going to get with God, between now and the time you take your last breath on this earth, it says, all that I know now is partial and incomplete, but I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. That is what's going to happen. I cannot imagine shedding off this body, entering into the presence of God once and for all, and going, wow, I wish I would have known that. And it's all right here in the Word of God. You see, God wants to take us to new places. I honor every father. I honor every uh, man who is believing God to be a father. You know what? You could have drop the ball with your kids or whatever, but praise the Lord, you are still complete. I want you to hear that. You're still complete. And I want you to get up every day with that sense of, of knowing who you are in Christ so that you don't get caught up in all the little failures and all the little circumstances that, again, are all subject to do what? Change. Change is coming, but the change is you. The change is discovering who you are in Christ. And the moment you can do that is the moment, I promise you, you're going to walk in goodness and mercy all the days of your life. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you for this incredible opportunity to come as the body of Christ. I thank you, Father God, for just awakening in every father's heart, every mother's heart, every child's heart, everyone who's ever had a father, awakening 
the completeness of who their father is, who their husband is, awakening who that father is, even sitting in this room right now, awakening the children, awakening the view of those children to the completeness of who they are, nurturing that every day. Thank you for your anointing right now. I just feel his presence so strong. Thank you for healing every heart in this room. Thank you for the courage of those who will call their father today and get things right. Thank you, Father God, for forgiveness, liberty, and for your glorious presence. Just give the Holy Spirit just a moment. He's doing a deep work in many of your hearts. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for knowing who each one of us is before there was and is. Thank you for awakening us all to the realization of this incredible completeness and incredible glory that lives on the inside of us that is there to discover and there to pour out in this earth and there to make the difference in the lives of people. I just honor you for your presence right now. I want to make sure every person in this room knows the Savior that I'm talking about today. Because without him, without knowing that you know him, life is going to be a very difficult road. But you can get all that right. It's simple. Remember, we're only awakening what's already complete in you. It's simple. And I just want you to say this prayer together. With We're all going to pray it. And you're going to give your heart to Jesus Christ. Don't do it passively. Just do it actively. Just know that, hey, there is something greater inside of me. I want, I want that. And Jesus is that key. He wants to flood your heart. The Holy Spirit wants to flood your spirit. And he will do it. So let's say this prayer together. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Thank you for making me complete in Christ. I make you the Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, Pastor Doug.